Namaste and welcome to the Holistic Pioneers Maiden to Mother podcast. This is a safe space to talk about issues affecting everyday families as we dive into the healing of lineage and generational trauma, talk all things divine health, conscious parenting and relationships. Are you ready to laugh together, cry together and grow together? Then join me, Solana Usha, for today's epic episode. Namaste and welcome back to the Holistic Pioneer Made into Mother podcast. My name is Solana Usha and I am so grateful, so, so grateful to be stepping through this magical journey of self-discovery and divine holistic health with you. On today's epic hump day journey of divine health and well-being, we are going to discuss my five-step process to setting healthy boundaries and why they are crucial to your holistic health. But before we do, I am so excited to read out to you last week's review of the week. This review came in from Fernanda and she wrote, Congratulations on your podcast, Solana. Thank you for being so generous to share your knowledge and so brave to open up your heart to help others. I have truly loved the first two episodes and I can't wait to listen to more. My partner Ben and I are in the journey to have our first baby and your insights are extremely helpful for planning the next phase of our lives. Namaste. (laughs) Namaste, Fernanda, and thank you so, so much for your review. And for all of you who have taken the time to leave a review, it means more to me than I can possibly express. I cannot thank you enough. I do take the time to read each review and... Your support for this podcast by leaving a review and engaging on my page will mean that we can tackle the algorithm and get our love and support out there to as many women as we possibly can. So thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Now on to today's episode, boundaries. Boundaries is probably one of the last things you'd expect to top my list of whole body health concerns, right? Well, if you're anything like me, learning how to set boundaries for yourself was definitely not in the learning curriculum growing up. In fact, the majority of us were raised to a traumatic response of people-pleasing rather than setting boundaries. We were raised to respect boundaries and rules and to obey, but we were never taught how to even set boundaries. From something as small as always being told to share. Share your food, share your toys, share etc. Something that I'm learning to definitely stop pushing on my daughter so that I can teach her how to set healthy boundaries. Setting boundaries is an important part of establishing one's identity and it's a crucial aspect of your mental health and well-being. The word boundary itself can be a bit misleading and incredibly confusing, especially to our generation. It conveys the idea of keeping yourself separate, but boundaries are actually connecting points since they provide healthy rules for navigating relationships, either intimate or professional. Even though personal boundaries can be challenging to navigate, 
Setting and communicating them is absolutely essential for our health, our well-being, and even our safety. Boundaries can be both physical or emotional, and they can range from being loose to rigid, with healthy boundaries often falling somewhere in between. Boundaries are absolutely crucial for your divine health. I cannot reiterate that enough. Understanding and acknowledging your boundaries is not only crucial for yourself, but for your relationships, your workplace, your family, your friendships, and what most people forget is important for your children too. Boundaries protect relationships from becoming unsafe in the way that they are actually there to bring us closer together rather than farther apart and are therefore necessary in every relationship in your life. And taking an overly sacrificing approach to a relationship will create an imbalance of exploitation. Having boundaries allows you to make yourself a priority, whether that's in self-care or career aspirations or within relationships and it stops our traumatic response of people pleasing which is 99 times out of 100 likely to end in an overly sacrificing approach to relationships that create an imbalance or leaving you feeling used. We should be setting boundaries in all areas of our life for our personal space, our sexual space, our emotions and our thoughts, our possessions, our culture and values, and as far as I'm concerned, most importantly, our time and our energy. I say possessions because as I brought up, I am personally going to stop the the script of telling my daughter she needs to share everything. If someone was to come into my home and touch all of my things, that would be overwhelming and confronting to me. So why are we telling our children that they have to allow all of their things to be touched? I'm taking another way through this, which I'll talk about in a future episode. And I can't wait to share with you why we have to stop telling our children to share. We can't possibly be everything to everyone or to anyone for that matter, not even our partners. Boundaries allow you to define what you feel comfortable being for another person. For example, you might be more comfortable being a physical strength to a friend, like lending them a hand with moving or with building and renovations, or Perhaps you would prefer to be more of an emotional support for your friends and loved ones. For example, a very close friend of mine recently found herself to be newly single and she began testing the waters of dating and decided that a relationship of friends with benefits with someone she knew and trusted was more beneficial to her current lifestyle. However, This friend of mine came to me seeking advice about the situation and I am so grateful that I am that safe space for my friendships. I pride myself on that but admittedly this made me feel incredibly uncomfortable and although I love and support her, I don't believe that I know enough about the situation 
all the circumstances to give her advice. This led me to having to explain that although I was more than comfortable to be a safe space of support and love for her, I did not feel that I didn't feel comfortable discussing her relationship with someone else or any of the intimate details. Sorry, I couldn't quite... Now, this came about for a number of reasons. Why I felt the need to create this boundary for both myself and our friendship. And I'm happy to discuss a few of these reasons with you all today. But to be very, very clear... The fact that I created this boundary was not because I do not love, support or care for my friendship. In fact, I created this boundary because it's quite the opposite. Unfortunately, I know this friend so deeply that I did not believe she could have a relationship that was purely of a friends with benefit nature without catching feelings especially with this particular person. So I felt that I always had to watch what I said. Although she would say one thing, I knew she was feeling far deeper than she was allowing herself to express or admit. But because this is also an assumption, again, I had to watch what I said. And having to watch what I say or feeling like I'm walking on eggshells or thin ice, as they say, makes me incredibly uncomfortable, especially if I'm trying to communicate from a place of love and support, from a place of authenticity and genuine. So secondly, I've never had a relationship with someone with those requirements or those boundaries I've never had a friends with benefit relationship. From her expressions of what she expected from this relationship, to me, I genuinely felt that what she was saying she wanted was a relationship without saying she was in a relationship. So to me, I realized, as I mentioned, that I had very little understanding or perspective of the arrangement. This, I'm happy to acknowledge. We can't possibly know everything about everything and we cannot be everything to anyone. We can't possibly be someone else's everything. So by explaining to my dear friend that I'm both uncomfortable discussing this area of her life, that I have no experience in this area of relationships, and that I would rather reserve my energy and space for matters that I do believe that I could be of greater help and support in, meant that I held space for her in other ways that I do feel more comfortable in. This also meant that she was able to find people in her trusted friendship circle that were more helpful in this area, and she could authentically share details with others who understood the situation This also meant that I wasn't putting my foot in it, as they say, and giving poor advice which could threaten her happiness due to my lack of understanding or perspective of the situation. Remember, boundaries should flow and change as you see fit. 
there are very, very few things in life that should be rigid. If you choose to be rigid in your beliefs and your boundaries, then you leave little room for growth and development. Your boundaries should change. They should change with your life cycle, your circumstances, and with different relationships. A clearer example of this is understanding how the boundaries of your relationship is different to your friendships. For example, as I said, I didn't feel comfortable discussing intimate details about someone's relationship. That's not my relationship and that's my boundary. I have clear boundaries with my partner as well regarding our sexual space. And these boundaries are obviously different to those of my friendships. Again, I have different levels of comfort and boundaries for different friendships and also different physical spaces. I feel far safer to express and talk about intimate details of things such as intimate relationships and trauma in a safe space such as women's circle or in the privacy of our own home. And my boundaries would be different in those settings than they would be to a public setting such as a restaurant or a cafe. Boundaries also happen to change and flow with your life cycle too. So my boundaries and how I feel loved now are actually incredibly different to how they looked when I was before the birth of my child. Your boundaries themselves are no more or less important than your friend's boundaries. So just remember, just because you like to call a friend from your shower, you might that might be your friend's only quiet moment for the day. And just because they don't answer does not mean that they love you any less. Boundaries are also there to protect you from what I prefer to call it as toxic overshare or TMI, too much information. Shared vulnerability brings people closer together over time. Oversharing, on the other hand, can use drama to manipulate, it can hold another person emotionally hostage, or force the relationship in one direction. I have another friend that I have this issue with where she takes it quite personally when myself or her friends are too busy to answer the phone. And unfortunately, one of the boundaries that I've created for myself has been to be on my phone less and to be more present with my family and my daughter in particular. I've also set parameters with when I use my phone and turned off the notifications from my phone. So I'm not doing that to upset my friend. However, she takes it quite personally as if no one's there for her. But that's that's a miscommunication which we're going to go through in a moment remember just because someone is standing by their boundaries it does not mean that they love you any less so what are the toxic overshare red flags okay <laughs> This one is tragically common in our society today. 
posting personal rants and attacks on social media rather than speaking to a person directly. No filter or regard to who gets a download of your daily dramas. Sharing personal details with new people in hopes of hurrying the friendship along. Dominated, one-sided conversations. And expecting on-call emotional therapy from your friends and family at any time of the day or night. Learning this difference is a critical part of setting and communicating boundaries. The occasional overshare isn't a crime. We're all likely guilty of a little harmless TMI now and then. But if you suspect you're doing it regularly, you could be trampling other people's boundaries. So I want to share with you my simple five-step process of creating healthy boundaries in all areas of your life. The first step of the five-step process is to define and identify your desired boundary. Examining the boundaries that already exist or are lacking in your life. For example, a woman might decide that she has a healthy boundary with her has healthy boundaries with her romantic partner, but not with her friends and co-workers. From there, she can decide what types of boundaries she wants to set with her friends and co-workers, knowing that those boundaries may differ given the different social settings. The second step is to communicate what you need. This brings about another important point. Keep the focus on yourself. Instead of setting a boundary by saying something like, you have to stop bothering me at work, or you have to stop calling me at a certain time, you can say, I need some time to, to myself when I get home from work, or I like to have this routine in the evening and that requires that I'm not on my phone. The third step is to keep it simple. Do not over-explain. As for how to exactly set these boundaries, say no, simply but firmly, to something that you do not want to do. If it does not feel right to you, say no. Do not feel that you need to over-explain, or explain for that matter. Not over-explaining is a crucial aspect of setting boundaries, and it is one of the hardest things for all of us to get over if our trauma response is people-pleasing. As everyone has the right to determine what they do or do not want to do with their time and their energy. As I mentioned, this one is the hardest for people and it's certainly the hardest for me. My trauma response is certainly to people please. It is my go-to. It has been for the last 30 years. It is not something that you are going to get perfect every time. But be conscious, you do not owe anyone an explanation if you do not want to do something. I, for the majority of my life, have given in to my own boundaries if I haven't felt like I didn't have a good enough excuse to say no. Despite how it made me feel, despite being exhausted, despite getting burnout and not enjoying my time or taking the time off that I actually need for myself and for my family. 
the fourth step of setting healthy boundaries is to set consequences and communicate why it is so important to you. It's important to remember it's impossible to set boundaries without setting consequences. This means that when setting boundaries, it's important to explicitly state why they are important. For example, a person in an unhealthy relationship might declare that his partner needs to start respecting his career goals. If his partner wants to continue being in a relationship with him, it's also crucial to only declare consequences that one is willing to follow through on or else the boundaries won't be effective. It's similar to setting boundaries with your children. Only set consequences if you are willing to follow through. If not, a person is more likely to disregard your boundaries, knowing that they are loose. In general, the key to setting boundaries is figuring out what you want from various relationships and different settings. Setting the boundaries based on those desires and then being clear with yourself and with other people about your boundaries and why they are important to you. As Cloud and Townsend said, when one person is control of another, love cannot grow deeply and fully as there is no freedom. In other words, healthy boundaries can be the difference between a healthy, happy relationship and a toxic, dysfunctional relationship. A lack of boundaries can lead to an unhealthy relationship because one partner may feel that he or she has no privacy or control over their own life anymore. However, too many boundaries can also be an issue, as in the case of people who refuse to spend time with friends or families of their partners. In the case of people in relationships who have children, boundaries can be particularly important. For example, one research paper looking at care in new mothers highlighted a willingness to delegate and the ability to set boundaries as an important practical application of self-care. A new mother who can set boundaries with her partner in order to respect her needs will likely be better off than one who cannot. And this will help in sustaining a long-term relationship and healthy relationship. The fact that boundaries are important in relationship underscores the importance of setting and respecting boundaries. It's important to understand and respect each other's boundaries in the long-term partnerships. Just as it's important to respect the boundaries of people whom one does not know very well. One good way to avoid crossing someone else's boundaries and to avoid having one's own boundaries crossed is to have these open honest conversations about boundaries with people. The fifth step of setting healthy boundaries is to revise. Don't be afraid to revise your boundaries when you feel like they're no longer working for you, when you feel like they no longer serve you, or you're moving through into a new phase of your life cycle. Do not revise your boundary if you feel as though you are being made to. Boundaries only exist if you can respect your own boundaries. Remember, if a friend or a loved one creates a boundary, it is not because they don't love you or that they don't want to be there for you. 
It's not because they're selfish or self-centered, which might I jump in and say we should all be self-centered if we understand the true meaning of what self-centered truly means without being selfish, as they say. We should encourage our friends to discuss healthy and loving boundaries together because in work or in our personal relationships, poor boundaries will simply lead to resentment, anger and burnout. Try to have the conversation with your loved ones. Acknowledge the phase of their life cycle that they are going through and make sure that you create a safe, healthy space for your loved ones to express their boundaries without taking it to heart. I really hope that today's episode was helpful and insightful for you. I am so excited to be on this journey with each of you. Thank you so much for listening. Each week, I am going to be interviewing everyday mamas just like you and me, thought leaders from across the globe, and loading you up with delicious food for thought so that you can be that place of love and acceptance for not only your friends and family, but for yourself. In this podcast, we are going to arm you with the tools and knowledge to support you through your maiden to mother journey and to also be a life-changing support network for you and your loved ones on their journey. Don't forget, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at The Holistic Pioneer. Each week, I'm going to be sharing a shadow work journal or thought prompt, asking questions about your maiden to mother journey and sharing all kinds of goodness to support you on your way. Giving ourselves and our children the most nourishing start possible. Thank you again so much for listening and supporting this podcast. I value your time and I hope that this podcast can be life-expanding for you and your tribe. If you loved today's episode, I would be so grateful if you had a moment to leave a review and to share my podcast with your tribe so that we can reach all of the beautiful women and parents. This isn't just a podcast, it's a community. This is your village and together we are going to celebrate that rite of passage. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, namaste. Ooh.